Welcome to Positively 365, a podcast by Joe Wattis. We wish to entertain, instruct, and motivate. If nothing else, hopefully we can entertain and inspire you to live a more positive life 365 days a year. We hope you enjoy this message. A man and a woman were having dinner at a fine restaurant. The waitress, taking another order at a table a few paces away, noticed that the man started slowly sliding down his chair and under the table, with the woman acting totally unconcerned. The waitress watched as the man slid all the way down his chair and out of sight under the table. Still, the woman dining across from him appeared calm and unruffled, apparently unaware that her dining companion had disappeared. After the waitress finished taking the order, she came over to the table and said to the woman, Pardon me, ma'am, but I think your husband slid under the table. The woman calmly looked up at the waitress and replied firmly, No, he didn't. He just walked in the door. When was the last time you wanted to do something? but felt like you didn't have the time. Perhaps you have more time than you think. How much time do you spend commuting? In the U.S., people spend an average of 100 hours a year commuting to work, about 25 minutes one way. Running errands? The typical car owner is behind the wheel from 500 to 1,000 hours per year the equivalent of two full semesters at a university. Cooking dinner, doing chores, or cleaning the house? As of 2005, men spent at least 13 hours each week on housework, while women spent an average of 17 hours a week. Parked in front of a television. According to the Nielsen Company, the average American watches four hours and 35 minutes of television each day. How much of that do you think is necessary content that's designed to uplift your spirits and educate your mind? Time. Time is one of our most precious commodities. This week's episode of Positively 365 is about time, one of our most precious possessions that is too often undervalued and overlooked. Thank you for spending your precious time with us this week as we look at time. But first, are you ready for today's trivia question? Here it is. On November 22, 1963, President John F. Kennedy was assassinated in Dallas, Texas. What was the last thing said to President Kennedy just two seconds before the fatal shot ended his life? We will have the answer when we come back. Do you know the answer to today's trivia question? On November 22, 1963, President John F. Kennedy was assassinated in Dallas, Texas. What was the last thing said to President Kennedy 
just two seconds before the fatal shot ended his life. Well, Mrs. Conley, the wife of Governor John Conley, was riding in the same limousine in the seat right in front of the president. Seeing the crowds, she turned back to the president and said, Mr. President, you certainly can't say that Dallas doesn't love you. Just two seconds later, the president was hit by the fatal headshot. Now you know. The motivational speaker, Tony Robbins, has a great quote that I love. He says, Most people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in two or three decades. This can be so true of many of us at times. When it comes to the short term, we set high expectations. We overestimate what we can do in a year, a month, a day. Because we overestimate, we invariably fail to achieve our goal. This failure leaves us unmotivated and dejected. We want to give up and forget our goals. Then, if we give in to the temptation of giving up, the day turns into months, the months turn into years, and the years turn into decades. We then look back and see that we have not accomplished much. We overestimate what we can do in a year and underestimate what we can do in three decades. What if, instead of being dejected and unmotivated, we stayed the course? What if we remained positive and on task? What if we could change our future so that after two or three decades, we look back in amazement at all that was accomplished? This is possible if we make the best use of our time. Many people don't even try to manage their time better because they think it won't matter much. Perhaps they think that their life stinks or that they're just bad at getting things done, so they check out. But while you may never be a whirling dervish of accomplishment, you will feel better and get much more accomplished if you take some of those proverbial baby steps. Take a big task and break it down into smaller, more manageable chunks. Then, work on those smaller tasks. As you finish them off one by one, you will feel better. You will have a sense of accomplishment, and before you know it, you will be that much closer to finishing off the big task. The story is told about Julius Caesar. He once came upon a statue of Alexander the Great and began to weep bitterly. Someone asked Caesar why he was weeping, and Caesar replied, By the time Alexander was my age, he had conquered the entire known world. I have accomplished nothing. Now, we all know that Caesar did not accomplish nothing. In fact, he accomplished much. His legacy in Western civilization 
continues even to this day. That story of Julius Caesar does make an important point, though. It shows that Caesar was keenly aware and conscious of time and the limited time that we have on this earth. We have a finite amount of time to live our life and accomplish whatever it is that we will achieve. Now, I know that I may not be called to accomplish the same things as Alexander the Great or Julius Caesar. In fact, I know I'm not. But I do believe that each of us was put here for some purpose. Each of us has a unique mission which we, and only we, were sent here to accomplish. Do you know your purpose? Do you know the why of why you were created? Do you know why you were sent here? How are you doing in spending your limited time here on earth to find your purpose and to live it? John Cardinal Newman once expressed this beautifully when he said, God has created me to do him some definite service. He has committed some work to me which he has not committed to another. I have my mission. I have my purpose. I may never know it in this life, but I shall be told it in the next. Imagine for a moment that you had a bank account that deposited $86,400 each morning in it. The account carries over no balance from day to day, allows you to keep no cash balance. Every evening, it would cancel what part of that amount you had failed to use during that day. What would you do? Draw out every dollar every day. We all have such a bank. Its name is time. Every morning, it credits you with 86,400 seconds. Every night, it writes off as lost whatever time you have failed to use wisely. It carries over no balance from day to day. It allows no overdraft, so you can't borrow against yourself or use more time than you have. Each day, the account starts fresh. Each night, it destroys unused time. If you fail to use the day's deposits, your loss is yours, and you can't appeal to get it back. There's never any borrowing time. You can't take a loan out on your time or against someone else's. The time you have is the time you have, and that is that. Time management is yours to decide how you spend the time. Just as with money, you decide how you spend the money. It is never the case of not having enough time to do the things, but the case of whether we want 
to do them and where they fall in our priorities. So, how will you use your time? Make sure that you make good use of your time. Make sure that you invest a good portion of your time in things that really matter. That is one secret to a life well lived. Thank you for joining us today. Please consider taking a moment to like, rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. You can also connect with us and join the conversation on Facebook. Just search for Positively 365. We would love to hear from you. So, until next time, stay positive today and every day, 365 days a year.